No, no, because they trained for the Cell Saga in Super Saiyan 1, and then Gohan was the first one to go Super Saiyan 2. I cannot believe I'm recalling this inf- this specific information. It's not a bird, it's not a plane, it's Superhero Slate. It's a modern podcast where we talk about everything that's great, like movies, TV, superheroes. It's Superhero Slate. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Superhero Slate, the show where we run down the latest superhero entertainment news. We love TV, movies, and superheroes, so let's talk it all out. My name is Chris Dillard. And my name's Mike Royer. And this week we get our first look at the Dark Phoenix. Oh, so it be. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Mike's disappointed yet again. There are some shakeups at DC again. Okay, mm. this is not the first time we've heard about some shakeups at mm-hmm. DC. We're going to talk about that. Let's head into the Spider-Verse, Mike. Ooh. Head first into the Spider-Verse and more. You know, it's funny you said uh, shakeups at DC. Uh, my Instagram app just let me know the other day because for the very first time I reported a bug that I noticed in the app. And it said, oh, would you like to unlock the ability where if you shake your phone, you can report a bug? And I was like, no, because I'm just going to accidentally shake my phone sometimes. And, and it's just like, I feel like that's what they're doing over at DC. They're using the shape, the shaking function on the whole company. Like, uh, see, that's the thing. I would reporting shake, an error. Shake it. <laughs> I, like, that's the thing. I would shake my phone if there was a bug on it. And I think mm-hmm. that's like the report they don't want. Yeah, they're like, "Oh, there's an ant on my phone. I got to shake it off." No, that, that's wrong. Bug report, Chris. Yeah, that's uh, that's that's a real problem. But uh, you might notice I'm a little I'm a little hoarse today. The uh, office holiday party was last night. It didn't mean I went crazy. It's just when there's loud music in an area and you want to converse with people, you got to talk really loud. So I, di- I didn't get too crazy. But uh, you might be dealing with my uh, my sexy voice. Ooh, I I mean I like it when you're you're a timber lower than usual, Mike. I need, <laughs> I need to I need to hear some of that. But uh, well, that's good. Do you have fun? Do you have a good do you have a good holiday party? Yeah, it it was good. Uh, it's always gonna be a fun time when there's an open bar. Uh, there was like a scavenger hunt component to it where we could like walk around and collect beads for doing things. Uh, my wife knows this uh, tidbit in her head. It's a fun fact that statistically, when you're playing rock, paper, scissors, uh, people are more likely to throw scissors on the first throw. And we were trying to figure out why that is. And I think it's because scissors feels like you're making a, an action. You know, you have to kind of actively make scissors and it feels aggressive. Whereas like if you throw a rock, it feels like you're not doing much. And just paper just kind of feels like you're giving up when you throw it. So people, I guess, usually throw scissors first. So there was this thing where you could earn more beads for the scavenger hunt and you could take beads from people if you played rock, paper, scissors, and bet beads. So it, I ended up working. I threw rock almost all the time, and a lot of people were throwing scissors. So remember that next time you got to play rock, paper, scissors out there, people. Just play the game quickly. Don't give people time to think about it too much, and just rock, paper, scissors, shoot, throw that rock, and beat those scissors. That's right. Rock, rock their world, Mike. You know, rock their world. <laughs> See, I, yeah, it's a nice setup. Well, that's good. That sounds like fun. Um, our holiday party's not till like, January, but it's, like, more of an end-of-the-year wrap-up. Gotcha. And uh, in real estate, the end of the year isn't until like the first, so we can't really say who did the best or whatever until then. Can't brag about it. <laughs> no, but I can brag about a podcast I was on last week, um, Nerdstalgia. Uh, it's mm-hmm. a podcast hosted and run by the owner of my local comic book store, The Destination. Mm-hmm. They, he, uh, Brian, uh, who who wants to be a super fan, and I tell him how to be a super fan. How do you be a super fan, Mike? Uh, you just got to share the show with a friend, share the show with a buddy. That's right. You got to share the show. Uh, and he, he uh, we went on a show. We talked about movie and TV tropes. 
um, and because of you know my background in film and stuff, I, it was a really good time. I had him, um, Brian, and then uh, Brandon Jones, uh, host of the Animation Destination show, there as well. So uh, yes, I, I gave I gave it a listen. Uh, I think uh, one of the tropes that I'm very familiar with it's always raining at a funeral, like you said. Yes, it is, and that's, <laughs> that's really great because it's going to tie into our news here in a second. Um, but uh, yeah, so I mean, I'm going to link the show in the notes be- below. If you want to go listen to the Nerdstology, give it a listen. They're part of the DNN. Uh, Brian is, is kind of, you know, the fun, the founder and head of the DNN. So all the videos I do over there, you know, I, I work a lot with Brian on that. So um, I, was, I was happy to be a part of the, an episode. And hopefully I get invited back for more because I definitely like doing podcasts, Mike. I don't know about you, but I love talking. <laughs> You're a hot commodity out there, Chris. That's Everybody right. wants you. I got a face for podcasts. That's what I keep telling people. So. <laughs> Uh, also, on, on that note, my um, Mike made us some superhero slate. Um, I guess graphics of us for our videos of what are like Guardians Two era, like so back in April. Uh-huh. And I convinced my office to let me use the Infinity Gauntlet one for my uh, picture <laughs> in the office. Like they printed it out, framed it, and that's going to be the picture. So heck yeah, heck I, yeah! I'm really excited to see how that turns <laughs> out when everyone so, else has professional headshots and there's Chris. <laughs> so speaking of the Infinity Gauntlet, um, this isn't a segue into news. This is a segue into stocking stuffers, if you will. There's a curious stocking stuffer. I'm not exactly sure what it is, uh, but if anybody gets them this holiday season, let me know. It's uh, apparently if you go to Target. And let me let me stop ho- you. Let me stop okay. you right here. Do you already you, have it? You, you you buy the Infinity Gauntlet and then you <laughs> dig the stones out of these little sandy blocks, right? Yeah. Is that what it was? Was it a sand? That's what I was trying to figure it out. Yeah. I was like, some. <laughs> well, I was just like, is the box made of chocolate? Is it a box that I can eat? And I was like, wait, that doesn't seem safe because some kid's gonna swallow an Infinity Stone. <laughs> no, it's very very compressed sand. Uh-huh. Um, so they recommend you like, you know, getting the, the tools that come with these little plastic tools wet. I just took it under the running faucet <laughs> and like ran like the, like sawed my way through it until I found what was in it. I love, I really love how you have, uh, you're a child enough at heart to want to have this thing, but you won't go the extra mile of actually acting out the excavation well, of the sand. <laughs> I tried, I bought a shield brick and a hydra brick. The shield brick I did to start. And uh, I was like, I don't have the patience to get this okay. little bitty gym out of here. Like after I got <laughs> through it, like there was sand everywhere. Like it is a mess if you do it their way. If you go do it in the in like a in a, in a contained environment with water running, like you can do it and not make a mess at all. So uh, yeah, I did buy them. Like uh, my wife encouraged me, and I gave in. And uh, I've got one, I've got two gems, but I do not have the other one. Was like a little token. Like well, how on earth do you expect to take over the universe with that type of work ethic and attitude, Chris? Look, you know, balancing the universe is not something uh, someone <laughs> usually finds enjoyable. But I actually I use that quote today. I have an Infinity Gauntlet bottle opener, and uh-huh. I have a, a little Strongbow I'm drinking right here beside me. So uh-huh. whenever I pop that open, I'm like, this does put a smile on my face. So. <laughs> well, well, Chris, you did... Uh, just mentioned there things that you don't enjoy, and I think that segues really well into our first news topic. It does. Um, X-Men Dark Phoenix, we mentioned at the top of the show here, we've got our first gallery of images here, mm-hmm. and it it already offends me with one trope, Mike. <laughs> uh, we're we're going to take a look at this full list here. If you scroll down, you find, guess what? It's raining at a funeral. <laughs> it is already raining at a funeral in this movie. Who dies? I don't know. It is not Nightcrawler. I believe that is uh, Cyclops and Storm and uh-huh. Professor X. So maybe it's Jean Grey. Maybe. I don't <laughs> know. Uh, but we get our first really. I guess what was interesting is the way they're portraying the Phoenix in this movie. Um, mm-hmm. 
a lot of Game of Thrones people probably wanted to see Sophie Turner as naked as possible with oh, fake fire <laughs> hair and her uh-huh. body cracking open. So that's what we get our look at the Phoenix here, Mike. What do you think? I think to me, I'm I'm very offended uh, to, I, to put it in like, terms. Like I don't, I really don't want to attack the person who is in charge of making this creative because you never know. There's always lots of people involved. Uh, that have to approve things. They could have been strapped for time. Maybe they had a million other projects going on. But this just honestly looks like somebody went through one of those Photoshop tutorials, like, <laughs> oh, how to add fire hair. And then they followed the tutorial. And then it's like, oh, how do you draw, like, cracked skin on Photoshop? Like, this just looks like somebody's, like, maybe, like, um, a Photoshop final project in class that they put together. And so I, I don't know. It just doesn't really look that badass to me, like, I'm I'm already not excited about the movie, so this does not help. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I definitely. I mean, it's one of those things. Like you know, I feel like they're making the same mistakes as X3 did um, mm-hmm. this time around. Um, I, I just I'm just not impressed with it. But if you scroll up a little bit, we get to see uh, Sophie Turner as Jean Grey in the rain. I guess mm-hmm. is this is this how she phoenixes? Like they just douse her in just, a little water she, just going through emotional turmoil apparently yeah do you think that's the same scene as the funeral because it's raining i mean uh, that makes sense also people want to see her with the wet t-shirt so i'm guessing as well. <laughs> like that's that's all i'm, I'm not really getting anything out of this um <laughs> jennifer lawrence returns as mystique and it looks like she's got some more ridges on her face here uh mm. she looks to have a different look for this movie yeah, I, I have a feeling this is going to be her last movie, so maybe she's just like, let's just go all out on the makeup. This is the last time I'm going to be in it. Yeah. Can't hold anything back now. <laughs> and lastly, I think the biggest reveal here is Jessica Chastain uh, as the villain, uh-huh. and she kind of looks creepy, like like really weird. Like, there'd be, like her pale skin and bleached blonde hair um, just aren't lining up, but she's apparently playing a shape-shifting uh, villain, which makes me think Fox is trying to shove the scrolls in here as well, like we, oh, we talked about a couple months ago. So is this uh, Jessica Chastain inside of the destroyed X-Mansion because it, it blows up all the time? It looks like it. I thought it was the X-Mansion. That's what it looks like to me. <laughs> and, and You can't just keep blowing it up, Fox. Yeah, well, they're going to keep trying to. Till, I mean, they do that with Wayne Manor. Don't they blow up Wayne Manor in every Batman movie, pretty much? Yeah, I don't know, man. But, so, I mean, anything, there's just, like, looking at these screenshots is not going to inspire any hope in people. Mm-hmm. But uh, there are some screenshots. Oh, and then uh, Mutants in Space. There's one thing here where the Phoenix is apparently manifesting above some spaceships. So, I, I don't know, man. I don't yeah, know. we'll have to see. I, I, I do want to talk a lot more in depth about the about the X-Men universe and the X-Men tie-ins with possible Marvel, but we have a Disney segment coming up, so I think we can talk about it there. Yeah, we do. Do we ever? Uh, also in the X-Men universe, Brian Singer has pretty much been fired from any X-Men movie going forward. <laughs> Good. Get out of here, man. Um, yeah, so he was he apparently was just not showing up to the Freddie Mercury biopic, like, <laughs> and he's a director. Mm-hmm. And like they had a, they fired him, got a new director, but apparently this is not the first time he's been, um, you know, seen as like you know not showing up for work. So mm-hmm. they, I think Fox is letting him go and not letting him do any more uh, X Men movies. So yeah, and that and that's fun. even that's even on top of all of the uh, sexual assault allegations. So like yeah, Brian Singer, if you're gonna be like a super creep that everybody uh, starts accusing of really bad things. Uh, your best bet is to at least 
keep going into work if you have any chance of saving your job. But if you're you're definitely not gonna get work if you don't do both. Yeah. <laughs> don't don't clash with the actors who are yeah who are doing the role. So D- don't be a creep and do your job. <laughs> yeah. So Brian Singer's probably out of X Men movies, not just because of this, probably because of Disney as well. Uh, but also Dark Phoenix, along with New Mutants and Gambit, uh, are apparently getting the IMAX treatment. So we'll see. We'll see. <laughs> yeah. So those those are there. I'm, I'm surprised it didn't mention Deadpool, but I assume Deadpool was getting the IMAX treatment anyway. Yeah. I well, know. I I say we'll see when it comes to Gambit, just because those cameras aren't rolling yet. I could see IMAX for New Mutants. Yeah, that's not a problem. <laughs> well, I, I I'm gonna disagree with you, and we'll talk about why here in a minute. Why we will probably see Gambit before it's it's all said and done. All right, um, all but right. speaking of of people in Dark Phoenix and New Mutants, uh, Maisie Williams, Sophie Turner, Game of Thrones is uh, she said will return in 2019. Mike, I know that's disappointing for you, but I guess we gotta wait another year. Totally. Yeah, was that? I'm guessing that was just like a final confirmation because I think that was kind of the the running premiere date for a while. Yeah, no, no one, no one said it was just coming back in question marks, and some people thought it'd be late 2018 or early 2019, but it looks like HBO's taking their time between this last season. Yeah, well, the um, the I forget the names, the two showrunners uh, on the show, but they just talk. They always talk about how taxing the show is and how much work it is, and it shows because it's such an amazing show. So I can only imagine if the last season I believe is only going to be six episodes, and they're basically taking twice the amount of time to make it. Those last six six episodes have to be just like amazing. Probably like every episode is going to feel like a season finale. It's I'm really looking forward to it. Yeah. Well, last season of the show, Mike can't hold anything back now. Oh, <laughs> uh, let's see if you can do that for every segment we talk. About We're today. I'm gonna keep trying. <laughs> uh, New Mutants again is on the horizon. We get our first poster for the horror film this week. Uh, a couple uh-huh. couple images here. The first poster. Um, leaning that horror vibe pretty heavily here. Yeah, this reminds me of uh, the Frighteners. Have you ever seen that movie with uh, Michael se- J. Fox? No. It's a really good movie. Um, I think it's just because there's a point. I think maybe the box art kind of looks like this. Uh, maybe I'm either way. Go watch the Frighteners. It's good. It's about Michael J. Fox helping. Like um, he can like see. He can kind of like see ghosts, and he's like trying to like stop these ghosts from getting killed by other ghosts. It's really bizarre, but it's kind of like scary, but also like funny. It's a really good movie. Okay. Well, yeah, I mean, this is, like, one of those things I, I like, horror movies have used a lot, like, Silent Hill films and, like, stuff, where stuff comes through the wall at you kind of things. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, there's not, it's not a new style, but, I mean, it's interesting. They're, like, I'm I'm interested in seeing a horror superhero-based film, for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, but, we also, there's a new cast image that was shared from the director. And what's really cool here is we get to see um, Sunspot, going from right to left, not left to right, Sunspot, Magic... Uh, rain, rain, something. She's a werewolf. <laughs> uh, thunder. No, th- I can't think of names. Anymore. It's okay. They're you know they're new mutants. They're, not in, in, once they become mutants or old mutants. That's when we'll know their yeah. names. But the little puppet that she's holding, Magic is holding, is Lock is a reference to Lockheed, which is the little dragon that's usually around um, Kitty Pride. Yeah. Books. Yeah, and that that kind of little sidekick has been pretty, I would say, pretty iconic in the X Men comic books. So it's surprising that we haven't seen it on screen just yet. Mm-hmm. And this may be a hint that we may get to see it. But what I think is really cool about this photo here is it's actually an homage to ACDC's album Highway to Hell. Oh, cool! Where they they arrange them exactly the same, and like instead of holding a devil tail, it's it's you know it's the dragon and 
I don't know. I thought that was kind of cool. Like a lot of people wouldn't get that at first, especially this generation. So when I saw that, I'm like, oh, that's that's awesome. Yeah, damn kids. <laughs> yeah, and also they probably wouldn't understand this Frighteners poster you sent me. To that it does, in fact, look like the poster we just saw yeah. for this. I don't. I don't know if that is also. Um, uh, homage as you say but yeah i just want to use this as another opportunity to say go watch frighteners people it's really good i love that movie that's right it's the last frighteners of the decade we we gotta can't hold anything back no i'm kidding <laughs> uh and lastly we watched this, this little video clip a motion poster uh for new mutants they they're not this week uh hinting at the villain being demon bear because of the little bear locket in the bottom left so mm-hmm. uh if you're not familiar with that new mutants run uh it's demon bears the villain i don't know i haven't, I haven't read it so i probably need to read it before april because yeah be a, good, april. be a good idea chris i know i know right uh fox uh, i don't know if this is fox this might be i think this is actually a marvel project but wolverine is getting um kind of recast here uh in a series called the long night but it's a podcast a scripted podcast that we talked about earlier this week yeah this goes to show you how mainstream podcasts are becoming now uh, that a comic book that's been a very visual medium has decided to go totally audio. Exactly. And and Richard Armitage, actually, I can see him being cast as Wolverine. Mm-hmm. Um, I think someone put a picture of him up, and I'm like, oh, yeah, he could totally be Wolverine. He was in uh, <laughs> he was the main um, dwarf in the Hobbit trilogies there. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, he's been cast as Wolverine in the scripted podcast from Marvel, which I will probably subscribe to. I want to check it out. I want to see what's going on with it. Yeah, yeah uh, correct me if I'm wrong. I believe when you were telling me about this earlier this week, this is going to be like a premium podcast, right? You're going to have to pay to listen. Yeah, so Stitcher, it's through Stitcher. It'll be on Stitcher, and it says premium podcast. Now, mm-hmm. does that mean you have to pay to listen? Maybe. It may be like you get first access on the premium channel. I, I don't know the full details. Mm-hmm. Um, but... This is the second time I've seen Marvel step into audio uh, at a couple conventions probably four years ago. They were testing this idea called Project Gamma, where uh-huh. they would have audio tracks synced up with the comics you were reading online. Oh, so okay. like it's like a background track. It wasn't like real music. Like, it wasn't like, hey, you're listening to Disturbed while you're watching the Hulk <laughs> punch. <laughs> yeah, it's just like ambiance. Yeah, so, but it would like, it wouldn't like, it wasn't like a natural cut whenever you switch. It would like merge into the next music for that mood so um they're they're definitely trying a podcast i think is a great idea uh well i mean it's a way to get other people to play these characters and and marvel to be able to to use them in in non-film media at least for the time being but uh with this disney deal on the close mike we might see those x-men and you know fantastic four come over a little sooner than we think yeah uh the every day is a new report saying this deal is inching ever closer to happening and it could be closed they could be like yes by christmas yeah from from what i've been hearing uh is that this will be announced sometime next week uh next week as in i guess technically we're recording it it would be this week so i think within the next couple days this might be announced i've also heard it's reportedly hovering around 60 billion dollars 74 it will be the total um, Man, because it's, that's it's so much. Fox's <laughs> Fox's assets are worth sixty, but they have to add like a thirty percent um, something. Like they can't just buy it as at Tra- cost transaction fee. Yeah, like they have to, like <laughs> hey, you get a little bonus for it. So it's a it's a convenience fee. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's like when you go to uh, the Pawn Stars and like I, I gotta I gotta make a profit on this. I can't just sell it to you for what you want. Um, but yeah, so they're actually having the banks 
look at the deal right now. The bankers, if the bankers are involved, this is very, very close, Mike. Uh-huh. Um, but the, the this also means that Bob Iger, the CEO of Disney, I believe, uh-huh. uh, is to stay on two. He was supposed to retire at the end of 2019, but might stay on two or three more years to see this Fox acquisition transition be completed. Uh-huh. Because this is not something that's like as soon as they sign the papers, it's done. Um, it has to go through some approvals by, I believe, the FCC has to say, like, you know, make sure that this is not a monopoly. Uh-huh. But because they are a media production company, they're afforded a little bit more leniency. Uh-huh. Um, and they're not buying the television. They're not buying the sports. So it could be easier. But the scrutinization of this deal, because AT&T and I believe some other company were trying to merge recently. Um, AT&T and Time Warner. I believe it was, yeah. So Time Warner. Mm-hmm. So, like... Because of the scrutinization of that, they may actually, uh, we may see up to Dark Phoenix two inner production, if this if, you know if there's some some snags or some some delays in this as we go. Yeah, so I wanted to use this as an opportunity to just kind of talk about what it would be like if the X Men did make it into uh, the MCU. Because the last couple of weeks when we've been talking about this merger, we've been very cautious. We've been very worried about, like, you know, the monopolization, all of these IPs and stuff like that. And, you know, I felt like that's good. It's good to be hesitant and not really uh, celebrate kind of... Yeah, and not celebrate the corporate uh, greed so much. But it seems like it's going to be happening. So I think we should just give ourselves a moment here to just kind of relish in the idea and just have a little bit of fun. And, like, what what do you think, Chris, is going to happen? So just imagine this, the deal is done, nothing we can do, all the belly aching or celebrating or whatever is done. And now the X-Men are going to be able to play with the MCU. How do we get this to happen? How do we fold this in? Do we ditch a, um, Do we ditch all of these new recasted people? Do we reboot the X-Men universe? Is so, there any logical way to connect it? What do we do? So we have uh, we are at the precipice of a, of a great moment here, Mike. Uh-huh. Um, Infinity or Avengers 4 is next May. Uh-huh. With um, right now, I think only Spider Man confirmed to be in production afterwards. Maybe Guardians three right uh-huh. afterwards. We are given two, three full years before maybe we see the first movie come out of this, um, and we have the ability to rewrite the universe at the end of Avengers four to uh-huh. however we see fit. So maybe there's the Fantastic Four come through a wormhole. Maybe the X Men. You know, kind of like in the comic books, there was called in M Day, where this says no more mutants. Uh-huh. And this one, like, it could be something the opposite of M Day, where like a bunch of people get powers and they're called mutants. I mean, it yeah, alters our history. I could kind of see that. Maybe something that Thanos does uh, alters like the DNA of some of the people on the planet or something. Or maybe somebody gets the gun, like we need more help, and that creates these super powered people on the Earth to protect it in the future. Oh, maybe. Like, you know, hey, you know, Earth isn't, you know, just a couple people. Like, you know, you can't come and take us over. We have a bunch of superpowered people now. So it's kind of like a backhanded genie wish where it's just like, uh, I wish to be like super, like, powerful. And then you get like a, I don't know, you get turned into like a giant ball of fire or something like that. Yeah, (laughs) kind of like that. So something could happen to rewrite the universe where, quote unquote, phase four is brand new, new rules, new characters. It has some of the old threads that are still there, but like they're like, oh well, mutants are here now because of of what happened. 
Yeah, it's really hard for me to believe that Disney would acquire all of Fox and have the ability to finally put X-Men in their movies and then just carry over this really weird, long, kind of uh, conflated two, legacy of two the X-Men. Two different universes. <laughs> yeah, it just seems like, you know, I'm sorry, Maisie Williams, but I think maybe you're only going to get one or two New Mutants movies uh, in there, so. But, but at the same time, I I totally see Deadpool existing in this universe. Oh yeah, he's yeah he's it's kind of like the perfect opportunity where he can just kind of jump, cross, skip around because it doesn't really matter. So yeah, he actually kind of hit it out of the park with that character. Yeah, so I mean, there's there's a bunch here. I'm I'm more excited, not much about X Men, but the idea of Galactus being the next big villain. Ooh yeah. Uh, you know, because you know the next phase is supposed to be more cosmic, more stuff like this. They have mm-hmm. an opportunity to create Nova and like maybe do the the comic series Annihilation, where the the galaxy has no protectors and Thanos isn't keeping everybody in check, so it's being taken over by like this technological beings or these other like Annihilus would be another great villain in his Annihilation wave. So, yeah, and I believe once they have the X Men locked down and they have this relationship with Sony, what maybe the only loose end is uh, what Universal with uh, kind of the Hulk rights a little bit, just the distribution rights for the Hulk. Yeah, yeah. So it seems like that they're finally going to have everything under one roof, so they'll be able to do anything and everything. Yeah, and and with you know Kevin Feige at the head of it. He loves the characters. You can't deny him that. He loves the characters and he loves the movies. And you know, there are they're not they're not the perfect movies. They're not going to change your life, you know, one at a time. But on a whole, if they can keep this going and with new characters and new stories, I think it's going to be great. Like I am just thrilled at the idea of the new stories and characters and things you can do with this. Yeah, and maybe this. And maybe just, you know, this ended up working out really well for them. You know, they started out their whole universe with kind of lower tier characters that they were able to prove themselves with good movies. And then now they're getting rewarded with kind of getting these easier characters almost. Uh, easier as a just like more famous. So, yeah, uh, it's, it's, yeah this is going to be this is going to be great. You know, if you just if you ignore all the corporate stuff around it, it can be pretty exciting. I just I just wish that. The Inhumans weren't given the fucking shaft on TV. Like, <laughs> oh, that they would got be, the That would be great to have them well, out there. It, and the the crazy thing is, is the biggest reason the Inhumans were elevated so much is because they didn't have the mutants. If they're getting the mutants back now, those Inhumans probably don't yeah. stand a chance of ever coming back. No, not not at all. So, yeah, I, I, I see good things coming out of this, Mike. I know corporate-wise mm-hmm. it can be rough. Um, this kind of brings up a good thing here. I actually um, I know someone. I'm not going to know names. Uh, message me who works at a Fox Sports uh, regional, uh, I guess, outlet, I guess. Mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't know the exact details. They're probably saying, hey, you're wrong, Chris. Like, that's not how you say it. But they know they got an email from the Murdochs this week where, like, kind of responding to the rumors but mm-hmm. not saying anything about the rumors. Okay. So if they're getting that that kind of email saying, hey, we appreciate all you do. Don't worry. I feel like something is happening behind the scenes. Like, that's more well, of a... Uh, a yes than a no yeah well and also fox sports wasn't on the table for this deal correct right but it's at the same time where the regional sports networks not the national sports could be given up to espn or, or disney because oh, regionals yeah. separately than the national broadcast i guess uh-huh. uh, I, I don't know uh, hopefully they're not yelling at me too bad but uh, <laughs> we do have a source at fox sports who may be able to give us more insights as well so well there you go let us know when more memos come down the pipeline yeah and we we hope it's not bad for you like we really hope <laughs> it's not bad for you like that's that's not our goal 
<laughs> we we can give you a job at Superhero Slate. There's really nothing for you to do, but and no money at on, all. If you want to put it on your resume, <laughs> that's right. You can do something for us. Um, but yeah, so that's some good stuff here. Uh, but we're gonna we're gonna dive into maybe another Disney superhero property, the better of the Fantastic Four movies, I would say. Incredibles <laughs> two. We get uh-huh. our first look at the family in action, Mike. Um, it's uh, it looks about the same to be honest as it did from the original. The the background buildings. I was that's where I was kind of looking at the detail, like they're kind of generic background buildings to look like a city, and I think they nailed it. Yeah, it's like yeah, it's like don't get me wrong, we're all excited about the Incredibles, but an exclusive first look at characters that look identical to how they did in the last movie with just a little bit more polygons. It's like I'm excited. I mean, the image doesn't really do much, so uh, (laughs) I'm looking forward to maybe slightly updated costumes or I don't know. Maybe Miss Incredible could at least have a different haircut. I don't. I don't know. Like or maybe like Dash. could have like a mohawk or something a little bit different <laughs> yeah, well i mean it does take place right after the first movie they said but i it doesn't blow me away you're right i need to see something in motion like that's yeah that's where it's gonna be so hopefully we'll get to see some incredibles 2 stuff sooner than later we've got a lot going on in december a lot of new trailers coming out here and we're gonna talk mm-hmm. about one that come out came out yesterday i believe or mm-hmm. friday i don't remember came what... out yesterday and out of nowhere yes um so Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. This is the animated Spider-Man movie uh, we've been talking about for a few years now from Sony. Mm-hmm. Um, Mike, I know you were very, very <laughs> worried uh, when we, we've been talking about this. This was not very high on your radar. This was down there with Gambit for whenever we talked about well, it. Well, yeah, just because it was very confusing. We weren't really sure how it was going to fit into the overall goal of Sony and this Marvel and Spider-Man in general. Uh, it just seemed kind of... A bizarre choice to just do a standalone animated movie and it was and it was going to be with miles morales when we haven't really set up miles in any other context for people out there yet uh we didn't know what else was going to be involved like you can tell by the title of the spider verse we had no idea that was going to be uh brought into the fold uh, and also i think the future of sony animation was really kind of teetering on like the performance of the emoji movie like we thought that the studio might not even exist and this movie might never come out but uh yesterday i was uh i was uh in the bathroom with my smartphone just kind of you know doing uh thinking (laughs) doing what people do while they're trying to uh uh answers answer mother nature's call and i'm like scrolling through my twitter feed and all of a sudden i see this trailer just autoplay and i was like wait 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 what is this so i have to like i just like throw my phone down because i'm like i'm not about to watch this trailer on my phone i finished up my business very quickly i like i i go into the go into the living room with the giant tv i plug this thing on and holy crap i was not expecting everything that i saw in this trailer everything subverted all of my expectations well that's good i'm i'm not very impressed with it um i'm probably on the other end of the spectrum how could you? <laughs> I know, I know. It's, this is very, very different. I love, I love Miles Morales Spider-Man. I'm surrounded by two Miles little figures right now. A metallic one <laughs> and a little dwarves. I love Miles. Ultimate Universe is my jam. You know this. Uh-huh. There are two things about this trailer that stick out to me. Um, uh-huh. Half of this trailer I don't think will be in the movie. I think it's beautiful, but I don't think it'll be... Like when he's falling from the skyscrapers. Uh-huh. It feel like a demo reel. I don't know about you. Like It just didn't feel like it was story-wise. But is it like a... Um, taking a cue from the the Lego movie where it's like skipping some frames to look like it's stop motion. 
Well, I, I think I've never seen the movie, but I think another uh, animated movie in this kind of vein was, I think it was maybe Monster House or something like that. I don't remember the, the name of the movie. But yeah, I actually really dug kind of the faux stop motion look. It just it gave a very unique look to the, to the world to me. Okay, see, um, to me, I wasn't kind of on that because I saw it with the the, Leg- the Lego movies it works, but this one I don't know. But I will have to say it does do one really cool thing we haven't seen, and that's the spider sense. Mm-hmm. Um, the way it flashes and, like, does a quick frame or two highlight of what he's seen. Like, mm-hmm. here's the bus, here's the taxi you need to jump off of. I thought that was really cool. Um, but I'm not, I'm not too sold on this yet because I, I don't care about the Spider-Verse. That's the other thing, so... I don't know, Mike. I, I go on. I mean, you, you want anything else? I mean, you. I'm not knocking on this movie. I'm just. Not, <laughs> I haven't. I haven't bought my ticket to this yet. Yeah. Well, thing. I mean, to me, I think it was just because I was so uh, unexpectedly surprised. To me, it just looks beautiful. I love. I love the shots. I love the animation style. Uh, they did a great job modeling Miles. Uh, there, there's not a whole lot to, to grab onto in this trailer. Like, uh, you see the Prowler there for a second, and uh-huh. very kind of classic prowler look so i I, it's kind of cool that they i guess can lean into more of like the cartoon comic book side of things it's like you know if you're gonna end up if you end up seeing the prowler in a costume in the mcu he's gonna be like kind of more muted you know he's gonna look more kind of like a Uh, like an actual person he wouldn't look purple he wouldn't pop Uh, off the screen yeah exactly and um the whole spider-verse angle is really interesting too uh to bring in other spider spider-men if you will um there's a point in the trailer where i believe we're looking at peter parker and miles morales says how many of us are there so it makes me wonder are they building a franchise or are they just going to put all of this in one movie Uh, i definitely expect to see spider gwen at some point in time in this in this movie universe because uh, that's the all. That's all the hotness right now. So they'll kinda, oh. uh, put in Spider Gwen whenever they well, can. I've got some Spider Gwen news for you later that I think you're gonna Ooh. like. So. All right. Uh, but yeah, Spider Verse in the comic books is built around actual Peter Parker because it has to do with um, one of his villains that from like the cartoon show. Uh, but yeah, I don't know. We'll see where this goes, and and maybe it's just a teaser. Maybe I need a full trailer before I buy into it. But it does have some good things going for it. But it's not for chris but it sounds like mike is already there so yeah i mean it's just totally unexpected yeah uh, i don't think uh, expectations were so low we were about to kick it out the door and now <laughs> yeah i think that's a good way to put it yeah, yeah. And now they come through with something that looks like oh my god they actually put some effort into it they didn't just steal the 1960s spider-man and just like redub it yeah so. so now when you go out and you check out all of uh superhero slate social media accounts and you see that we you know retweeted and shared the trailer you know that was me doing that yeah. not chris yeah you can <laughs> definitely tell where where our sensibilities are uh, but uh yeah no that's cool that's cool yeah, I mean, people are definitely gonna love it uh leave us your feedback tell us your feedback comment on our facebook posts send us an email i want to know what everybody else thinks so uh-huh. we're not the only two people out there with with ideas Spider-Man Homecoming 2 is John Watts is confirmed to direct the sequel from Kevin go. Feige. I mean, so, yeah, I mean, he did a good job with the first one. He's kind of a sim- it's kind of a similar move that they've been doing with their directors. You know, Peyton Reed gets to come back and do Ant-Man and the Wasp. So, yeah, all right. And I think Doc, uh, Scott Derrickson is um, doing Doctor Strange 2, maybe. So mm-hmm. if you play well the first time, they will give you freedom the second time. Kind of <laughs> it's kind of how it feels. So that that's really cool. Uh, I actually now have two copies of Homecoming 
I don't know how this happened. <laughs> Actually, yes, I do. I bought the Steelbook, and then they have a version that was released with the pop vinyl, and I had to buy the pop vinyl mic. So. Well, Chris, if, if you got like a free digital code just uh, floating around, you can you can send that my way. Okay, well, <laughs> we'll, we'll talk about it. We'll talk about it, because you, you had to go rent Star Wars, I believe, yesterday. Or buy yeah. Star Wars. Yeah, I need to. I need to. Uh, I need to open up my wallet for that. Yeah. Well, we we take iTunes gift cards as Christmas presents, people. <laughs> Captain Marvel is moving right along, Mike. I'm really excited to see where this goes and what comes from it. Uh, uh-huh. The character Rick Jones is possibly in the film with some new casting here. A supporting lead male, 35 to 59, intelligent but can throw a punch, open ethnicity, and sounds like he may be tied to a well-known character, which everyone is assuming Rick Jones. Are you familiar mm-hmm. with the character Rick Jones? I am not familiar with Rick Jones, Chris. So Rick Jones kind of palled around with the Hulk for a while. Um, I mm-hmm. believe he went as the character maybe known as uh, A-Bomb or mm-hmm. for a while. Yeah, A-Bomb. But he is most importantly known from the Captain Marvel saga as like being Captain Marvel's best, like the, the male one, his best friend, and like being there with him when he died uh, mm-hmm. of, of cancer in the comic book. So uh, introducing um, him into the Captain Marvel movie would be... You know, no big deal, really. Like, it would be about right. But he has been around through a lot. He's a supporting character of, all, like, a lot of people. Hulk, Captain America, Captain Marvel, and some other ones. So, uh, he get, he gets around. He gets that's around. a big that's a big age range, uh, 35 to 59. They're really open to that type of character. Yeah, they were like, we need we need somebody. Somebody to be. be yeah, they're guy. like, we got two scripts here. If, we find, if you find someone that looks 35, we got a script for that. If you find someone that looks like they're about to retire, we got a script for that. Yeah. <laughs> Pick them. Anyone in the middle. We'll take it. We just need to get this guy cast. <laughs> so, yeah, Rick Jones could be in the movie. This is another animated project coming from Marvel, Mike, not Sony. The Marvel Heroes Secret Warriors. Have you have you uh-huh. seen this yet? The yeah I, yeah, I saw a little bit of this. So, this is an animated film coming from Marvel and, like, a bunch of new projects. Uh, there are apparently six four-minute shorts and then a full-length film on the way. Oh, wow. So, um... I was talking with nerd soldiers Brian, and he talked. You know, he mentioned that it sounds like they're rebranding their Marvel's animation because they haven't done anything in a long time. I yeah, think. I would think that's almost the biggest news to come out of this is that they're doing an animated movie to begin with. Like DC has usually been the been the powerhouse that's been kind of dominating the superhero animated features. Uh, yeah, the, <laughs> Marvel's just kind of coming in trying to like test the waters, I guess. See yeah, if they can kind of come back and fight. Yeah, they're like, well, we we haven't done anything in a while. Maybe maybe they got someone in charge of all this, but. This movie is going to feature a lot of characters that we already know. Miss um, uh-huh. Marvel, Miss America, Squirrel Girl, Quake, Spider-Gwen, Inferno, Patriot, Exile, and Captain Marvel. We'll all join forces against the villains Hala, and with some help from Tippy Toe and Lockjaw, of course. Yeah, and I believe Quake is being voiced by... Um, Chloe Bennett. By Chloe Bennett, and isn't the villain being uh, voiced by um, Ming Na Wen? Yeah, from uh, Agents of Shield. So and this is let me. Uh, Squirrel Girl yeah. is by Milana Vantrobe, who is playing Squirrel Girl in New Warriors. Yeah, so I think when you hear news like that, it also seems like a very um, concentrated effort to make this more than just kind of like a one-off animated type deal. Because usually, I, they always feel like kind of isolated. Like, oh, we're just going to go into like the voice acting community, or just like they'll work with people we usually worked with. Uh, but someone was smart enough to go, hey, let's see if we can get kind of some people we already have to voice these characters. So I think that's really cool. Well, this is where the Spider-Gwen news comes into play, Mike, because she's not going by Spider-Gwen in this movie. 
Uh, her new name will be Ghost Spider. Will be her her code name in this movie. Yeah, I saw that, and I was like, "Do I not know enough about Spider Gwen to know that that's her actual name?" Or? Well, I think it might be an idea because her, her she was being voiced by actress Dove Cameron. Uh-huh. Dove Cameron is cast in Agents of Shield season five in an unspecified role. Mike. Ooh. Now with Quake playing Quake, and Ming Na Wen yeah. playing the villain. No, it can't be. There's Dove I, Cameron I, looks a lot like a Spider Gwen actress. No, Google Dove be. Cameron, and she might oh play Ghost Chris, Spider. Chris, I, I just—it's hard for me to imagine that would be <laughs> that would be happening. Plus, uh, with the current state of Agents, Agents of Shield, uh, usually a spider person uh, thrives in tall buildings, and I don't want to spoil the new season of Agents of Shield, but I don't think those tall buildings exist anymore. Well, maybe not. But if they're gonna bring her in, maybe she's an Inhuman. Well, maybe. But. I'm just saying, Mike, There's <laughs> you're pointing out there are a concentrated effort, right? That is the rapid speculation, Chris, that I love about our show. So I do appreciate you going there. I, I'm definitely going there. Um, and you <laughs> recently have caught up with Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., the premiere at least. Mm-hmm. Um, you watched it recently, right? The other day. Uh, I haven't watched the third episode yet. But no. you watched the, the first two. and The first two, yes. Are you on board for this season? Dude, man, this season, it actually seems really crazy and kind of fun. And, and actually, it's the first time I think I've I've watched Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. where it actually kind of felt a little bit like Firefly. Um, I know it's a different Whedon, but I have a feeling they all kind of come from the same uh, Whedon type of background. But yeah, like the, the first episode was really funny. There was jokes that just kind of made sense because you had these characters in this ridiculous scenario and they were just kind of commenting to each other. Yeah, this is crazy. What is going on here? Um. Yeah, I'm digging so, it so far. So you I, I, recommend I people watch the first episode? Is, is what I'm getting to. Yeah, I think yeah. it would be. I think it would be fun. Okay. I mean, the third episode goes even farther, Mike. Like it's not <laughs> like they're not slowing down this season either. And I very excited with Agents of Shield season five. Hopefully, we get to see a spider go a ghost spider. Oh my gosh, Chris! If you're right, I don't even know what to think anymore. Yeah. Well, <laughs> if, if if I'm right, I'll feel pretty good about it. <laughs> Another. These are a lot of female lead characters here like a lot Uh um and then another one is making a return to netflix jessica jones season two we got a season two announcement trailer and a release date mike march 8th that's a lot sooner than i expected yeah coming on our heels pretty quickly yeah so that actually gives us something to do in march i'm like mike what are we gonna watch in march this year (laughs) i don't know um so jessica jones season two trailer like we talked about it's a little kind of underwhelming trailer all around but it does you know just say hey she's coming back Doing drinking and taking photos, I guess. <laughs> yeah, I guess when it comes down to the character, is there really that much to show? I mean, action-wise, she's basically just kind of punching and throwing people all around. We get the typical uh, breaking down door scenes that we're very familiar with that Jessica Jones likes to do in her first season. So, yeah, I guess it's it's just kind of like, hey, if you liked her before, here she is again. Here's some more. Yeah, yeah. It's not like uh, I maybe have a feeling uh, some trailers moving forward might have more to reveal, like possible villains, but. Uh, I don't know, man. We don't know who the villain is off the top of our heads, but we do have a first official image showing the return of the Purple Man in some form, which I think is still Mm -hmm. in our head. Yeah, it it has to be. It would be so... It would undercut all of the drama that happened in the last season to just bring him back. Yeah. And, and, I mean, look how menacing he looks, man. Like, I forgot how much I love that character. Like, he's Uh a great villain. Look at him. Look at him, Mike. (laughs) Look at him. He's so menacing. Like, that's, that's a great image. Like, I just love seeing David Tennant 
be that nasty evil purple man like that's great mm-hmm. i love it i'm i'm excited for this i'm excited for season two regardless i know my, my wife will definitely be excited as well chris i can already feel you crafting the segue into the next into the next uh, section here i don't have one but thank you for trying <laughs> because mike mike really really hates iron fist <laughs> Is that the second man? I, I I had more hope because I thought you were gonna. I thought it was gonna go like this. I thought it was gonna go. Speaking of shows that are also getting a season two. No, no. I, I was like, I, I was like, I didn't even see that far. I'm like, speaking of women, you like to look at Netflix shows. <laughs> Iron Fist season two adds Alice Eve as an actress in an unspecified role. Uh, Alice Eve, uh, she was in the 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 newest Star Trek two. Uh, I forget what uh-huh. the name was. It in the darkness or was that the newest uh, one? Yeah, no, I think it was Into Darkness. Beyond was the newest one. Yeah, Beyond was in So in the darkness, Alice Eve, she was the, the blonde girl. I think they tried to get her naked in one scene or something like that. <laughs> uh, th- that's that's all I remember for. She was the eye candy for that. Lady. Yeah, as far as I know, Alice Eve has been a uh, a film actress. Uh, I don't know if she's <laughs> dabbled in TV. I don't know if she's uh, dabbled in uh, TV that much. So uh, I don't know if this is an effort to elevate season two of Iron Fist by bringing in bigger talent. Or maybe this is just uh, people really want to be on that Marvel payroll any way they can. And whether it's a Netflix show or a movie, they'll take it either way they can get it. So, yeah, I'm curious what Alice Eve is going to be in Iron Fist season two. I really like her as an actress, so I think it's a good addition. But I think <laughs> Iron Fist is like a steaming pile, so I don't really know how well season two is going to go. But we'll we'll see, I guess. Yeah, I, I've got hope. I mean, after, you know, getting excited for The Punisher, seeing Jessica Jones look okay, I feel maybe they've listened to some feedback and Netflix is like, look, we're losing House of Cards. We gotta we gotta up our game a little bit here. <laughs> yeah. Um and so I don't know, that's I think it's I think it's okay. But at the end of the day, Netflix may not let Disney take the shows with them to the streaming service that we're very excited to, for. Ooh, Chris, now that's a segue. Good job. So thank you. Um the the Mar- the Netflix CEO was talking about like they were like, you know, Disney's not truly exclusive. We have the defenders. So mm-hmm. it makes me sound like Disney's going to have to buy them out or Netflix isn't going to budge. But at the end of the day, I don't see me not having both services. Yeah. Also, it seems kind of strange for uh, a series to continue on a Disney streaming service. And yeah. I feel like all of these Marvel Netflix shows are all going to live on one place, whether it stays on Netflix or moves over to Disney. I feel like they'll stay on Netflix just because that's where the audience is. That's where the audience has been cultivated. You know, there's people that are watching these Netflix shows that aren't big, hardcore nerds like we are. And if oh. they just disappeared one day, they're not going to know where they went. They're probably, they might not even know that Disney has a streaming service. They're like, oh, I don't want to watch all those kid shows. I just want to watch my season four of Daredevil. Where is it at? So I think they'll probably all stay on Netflix, but I still I don't think that's going to stop Disney from creating original Marvel TV show programming just on their streaming service. Yeah, yeah, I mean definitely maybe New Warriors could be one of them, um, mm-hmm. I, or like Blade, or like Blade or Moon Knight or something Blade, like Moon that. Knight, something, yeah, I mean. Um, whatever they want to do so one one thing disney can do is disney could just not let netflix go after some characters that they haven't cultivated yet like we've talked about in the past it'd be awesome to see maybe blade and well, mood knight well, and ghost possibly, rider going, yeah ghost I mean, rider. They've, they've debuted him in shield he's out there so like they yeah totally pick that up 
Yeah, so it makes me think that, oh, maybe uh, Netflix is just going to do maybe one kind of triumphant finish with all of these shows. They're like, hey, you know, Disney's not letting us grab any more new characters. We can't really expand anymore, so maybe let's just wrap everything up with an explosive Defender Season 2, and then maybe that's just it for Marvel and Netflix and just everything else continues over at Disney. Yeah, I I, I really don't know, but I'm excited for it. Because it might be a place where you can finally watch your Star Wars movies, Mike. <laughs> because you were trying to find The Force Awakens this weekend. And we couldn't find... I, I, I was like, I don't even know where it's streaming at. Do you know where it's streaming yeah. at? Uh, no, I mean, I Stars. at one point at one point, at one point in time, I thought it was on Netflix because I knew I knew Rogue One was on Netflix. So I was like, oh, maybe Star Wars is. And then I was doing all this mental jumping in my head. I was like, no, they wouldn't have it streaming for free because the other movie's about to come out. So they want people to pay like the twenty dollars for it. So yeah, I mean, I gotta watch it. I gotta watch it before I go see the next one on uh, Thursday. And we found it, and then um, but apparently the Star Wars: The Last Jedi. The review embargoes are down. The, the reviews oh. and thoughts came oh out my. at like 1 Oh my God. Everybody retreat to your holes. <laughs> I, I did read some first reactions out of the red carpet premiere. Cause what the, are you doing, Chris? Why are you doing this to yourself? Because I'm a glutton for punishment, Mike. I took off work on Thursday to go get in line for this movie because I didn't have reserved seatings, okay? Like, oh. <laughs> that's how that's how I'm, I'm excited for this one. I'm excited for Star Wars. But it is out this week. The review embargo is down. Avoid the internet. Avoid the spoilers. TV spots are out there. Just get away. Just shut down. Focus on what you need to. Go live like the Amish for a couple days. And then... Yeah, especially if you're in Alabama. You should be going and voting on Tuesday if you're in Alabama. Yeah. Don't, don't be on the internet looking for uh, Star Wars spoilers. Go out and vote. Yeah, exactly. So avoid, avoid anything at all costs. I am very excited for this movie. And I... I, I I'm excited to talk about this movie with you this weekend, Mike. But if you guys have any reviews you want to send us, share with us, please do. Just don't spoil it for us if you see it before Thursday. Yeah, Which, and I gotta imagine there's some selection bias there. Don't tell me what the red carpet reactions were. I still don't want to know. But I have a feeling that they're going to be overwhelmingly positive because if you get invited to a movie premiere and when you leave the theater someone asks you how it was i think even if you got invited to the premiere of jupiter ascending i think people are still like oh wow that was amazing thank you for inviting me to this exclusive premiere <laughs> yeah i i i uh i definitely am not telling you anything I, I'm not <laughs> this. like uh but yeah I, I mean it's it definitely star wars week it's here yes like, it's, it's star here. wars baby this is how we wind down the year and get ready for christmas is with star wars <laughs> I believe TNT might have Star Wars weekends going on right now. Attack of the Clones was on yesterday, and I'm you like, and I both know I don't have cable, and I'm not waiting around for it. Was for, uh, it was off? Force Awakens. It was just on for five minutes. So I'm like, I gotta turn this off. <laughs> so yeah, it doesn't hold up very well. Yeah. Was, Good luck on your Star Wars marathons out there, people. Yeah. Star Wars. Woo. Speaking of Star Wars, Ryan Johnson has said his trilogy will not focus on the Old Republic, Mike. So you don't have to worry mm. about that. I wasn't worried about it, so... <laughs> I don't think anyone was. I think a little people are more sad, but, I mean, if he's doing... If The Last Jedi goes well and, you know, people like it, I think it's going to be great and he can focus on whatever. I don't think he's going to direct them all, but at least he's going to start the trilogy and get it going, so... Yeah, it sounds like he wants to make original content, so... We'll have to see if that ends up being awesome. I think it would. I mean, it's a really vibrant, awesome universe that just hasn't been explored on the big screen outside of the Skywalker. So uh, let's give it a shot. Yeah, exactly. And again, this is the Marvel approach. You, you prove yourself by playing in the sandbox once, then they give you the rest of the world. So mm-hmm. 
uh, I, I'm, I'm really excited to see it. Because, I mean, look at Guardians. Guardians, you play in the sandbox, and he got the world. So, uh, really excited to see where Ryan Johnson's Star Wars trilogy takes us and, and, and what we can do. Mm-hmm. Obi-Wan Kenobi is getting a film. We've talked about this before. Mm-hmm. This anthology film is supposed to start production in January of 2019. Mm-hmm. And putting us on release for a 2020 release, which would make sense given the current time frame of movies. Yeah, so do we think that this is going to drop after that um, episode 9 or before? That's the question. Well, because Star, if it was befo- Star Wars is 2019, so it'll be 2020. Oh, is it? Yeah, it just I've always wondered why that, that they decided to kind of end this kind of new resurgence of Star Wars movies or at least I guess phase 1 with uh, Obi-Wan Kenobi because it seems like they would want to kind of end it on a high note kind of like you do with the Avengers uh like uh, and do it with episode 9. But I guess if they're segueing into new Star Wars movies, I guess yeah, go ahead and end it on Obi-Wan. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if I consider it an ending. I just consider it like hey, this is our off year. Like Every, every other year is probably a main franchise story, and this is just one of the off years. So mm-hmm. uh, I expect Star Wars to do every year after after this. So, <laughs> I mean, it's, it's hopefully... Uh, uh, Ewan McGregor is reportedly wanting to return. Of course he does. I'd love to have him and tell the story on Tatooine in between episodes three and four. If you're going to revisit a time frame between three and four, that one has not been revisited. I think it'd be great. Yeah, let's bring him back. Because you can't go after, because he's a ghost. And if you go before, well, that's the prequels. So this is a great area. To it would be, in. it would be really crazy if they went the ghost route, and the whole movie is just whatever ghost plane that he lives on. You know, it's just him mundane tasks, going to the grocery store and getting ghost groceries. You know, yes. getting a ghost watermelon, ghost blue milk from Tattoo. <laughs> Got a craving for that ghost blue milk. Yeah. So yeah, that's that's cool. I'm cool with that. But if you're not a Star Wars person, if you're not, you can get off the podcast right now. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> if you're a Star Trek person, we got some news for you, too. Wow, yeah, we do. <laughs> Quentin Tarantino has pitched an R-rated film for the Star Trek franchise. Oh, my gosh. Paramount and J.J. Abrams like it so much, he's also in talks to direct this film. <laughs> and they've hired Mark Smith, who wrote The Revenant, as the writer of this movie. This is so bizarre. I think just this goes to show you the power of the culture of Star Trek because Quentin Tarantino for his entire life has made Quentin Tarantino movies. He's never delved into a franchise. He's always done his movies his way, his, his own universe. original stories. Yeah, the, the Tarantino universe. So for him to break with all of that tradition and to just want to do a franchise movie that would be like a blockbuster is very bizarre. But I think it just goes to show you that he loves starch. He's probably such a big Trekkie and he's probably been sitting on this idea for so long. He's probably just like, screw it. I'm getting old. I want to make the movies I want to make. I don't care whether it's in a franchise or not. I hope it stays rated R. I do not want to see a PG-13 Quentin Tarantino movie ever. So please let him make it rated R. Um, I would imagine this would be maybe not with the current cast. I don't think Chris Pine would be in his movie, it sounds like. It sounds like he's kind of going to go the, the Ryan Johnson route and maybe do his own kind of Star Trekky stuff. I'd be that okay be with that. Crazy. Like yeah. Star Trek doing anthology films outside of their main ones. Yeah. That might help them as well. I don't know. Have any other Star Trek movie ever been rated R? Uh, I don't. I don't think. I don't think so. I mean, I'm not a big uh, Trekkie, but I, I it's hard for me to imagine a rated R Star Trek yeah, movie. I'm trying to find it and see if I can get anywhere out here. Like, I just it doesn't have like I just assume they're all PG-13. Yeah, uh, I think that's a safe assumption, Chris. Uh, so, a rated R movie is. I mean, why would it need to be rated R? 
Because it's Tarantino and he wants to swear and put blood everywhere, and I'm yeah, okay with that. Right, no, I'm totally okay with that, but, like, would that feel so out of the Star Trek vein? I just don't want it to, like, <laughs> like even though we're not Trekkies, I don't want them to be like, yes, pick Tarantino because he's awesome, and then just get a movie that's, like, everyone's like, what the hell was that? Uh, <laughs> so, I, I don't know. I, I don't know, but... I, it is a it's, crazy it's, change of pace. It's crazy sure. enough, it just might work. Like, <laughs> this might be that, that shot in the ass Star Trek needs to, right. to get going. It's almost like they're not holding anything back. Whoa. They might not <laughs> be. So, but that's okay, because we got another movie you're going to love here coming up, Mike. Oh, Chris, what are you doing? Venom. Me? You love Venom. We Ooh. got our first official look at the logo and and from the Venom movie that they're using. This is at CCXP. <laughs> Which is like some sort of, uh, it's like a marketing expo in Brazil going on right now. Mm-hmm. Um, this was officially revealed to be the Venom logo. And if it does give us anything, Mike, it's that the big, sharp teeth, big eyed, bulky Venom is the Venom we'll probably see. Yeah, I mean, that's the classic Venom look that we still need to have properly portrayed on the big screen. I mean, Chris, I'm going through a crisis over here with uh, so- with Sony. What am I supposed to do? I thought that this animated Spider-Man movie was going to be trash. The trailer looked amazing. Obviously, the animation studio is different from the feature studio. Um, so what am I supposed to think about Venom now? Uh, I think I just need a trailer, man. I need some sort of teaser. I want to see some sort of visualization of what Venom is going to look like, and then maybe I can get a little excited. I mean, obviously, it's Tom Hardy. That's good. It's just like... I, 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 we just still don't know if we need the movie. That's the problem. Yeah, and does it fit into the MCU now? Because Spider-Man's mm-hmm. over there. We don't know. Uh, I agree. But at the same time, you know, I, they're they're trying really hard. This might be one of the last movies they get to make, Mike. They can't hold anything back now. <laughs> <laughs> gotcha. Oh, man. Gotcha. You didn't we're see so, that coming, did you? Uh, we're so awesome. Yeah, we're, we're awesome. <laughs> Uh, Jurassic World is getting a sequel, The Fallen Kingdom, and it's coming out in June. My wife did not know this until this trailer came out, <laughs> and I was like, yes, yeah, it's, it's coming out. So we get our first look at this official trailer. Uh, it appears uh, Isla Nublar is going to shit, and it's blowing up. Uh, some might say that in this movie, life uh, uh, finds a way. <laughs> Yeah, I was going to say, if they're going to telegraph that line so perfectly, they totally forgot the uh part. Um, I have some questions about this trailer. I have some theories. Uh, But first of all, I want to state that I'm not super invested in the Jurassic World world, if you will. The Jurassic World movie was fun. Uh, You know, I just kind of mentally separated it from the the older movies. Have you you revisited it? Uh, not in a while. Yeah. It was on HBO now for a little bit and I wanted to watch it, but I didn't get around to it. So just a quick summary, Jurassic Park one is a classic cinema masterpiece that still holds up as amazing. Jurassic Park two holds a special place in my heart because I was a kid when it came out and I still liked it. I'm sure people have a lot of problems with the second movie, but it doesn't really matter to me cause it's still kind of dinosaur movie nostalgia to me. Jurassic Park three is uh garbage, uh, with talking velociraptors, but there's some fun there. <laughs> There's some fun parts into it, but it's still not a great movie. Uh, so when you come around the Jurassic World, you can, can just kind of have fun, just turn your brain off. Lots of crazy stuff happening. Chris Pratt's in it. You know, that's a fun time. So you get Chris Pratt again. Um, 
The park, they is, say, the park is open for once. Yeah, yeah. They, they say all of the stuff happening in this trailer is kind of just the first beat of the movie, which kind of makes sense. I don't think for a sequel you should go back to the exact same park you were at for the whole movie. So, I mean, you visibly see the park exploding. So it makes me think, uh, yeah, that this is well, they, not going to be where they are with the whole movie. So, yeah, I agree. And But at the same time, like, this is it. Like, if they blow up the island, Mike, they can't go back to the island. Like... Yeah. They would have to start over fresh to go back to this island. So it's, it's kind of bold to blow it up. But, I mean, you talk about this um, on Screen Junkies. Uh, Dan Merle does mm-hmm. not like Jurassic World. <laughs> yes. And I've got to tell you, this trailer did not interest me at all in the second movie yet. Yeah, that's the thing. Even though this could end up being a fun movie like the first one was, this is, isn't a very exciting trailer you know it's just like there's just like the it feels like a very shoehorned and shot of like oh let's get the t-rex in there to save them it's just like we see this like every movie this t-rex is always showing up and being a hero you can't see that t-rex like that fucker is like two stories tall you can't see him coming out of left field (laughs) to to bite that one's neck like are you that blind i don't i don't know like I, i think i texted you that like (laughs) <laughs> Why do you not see the T Rex that stomps so loud it shakes bottles like water around you come out? I don't know. It just that's overplayed. Like that is yeah, so I, overplayed. Yeah, that's a best way to put it and i've heard some people saying well why would you build a park in an active volcano i have a theory that the that the volcano is not active and maybe some third party comes in to destroy the island and maybe they put charges inside of the volcano to restart it i don't know if that's actually science and you can do that but it's it's believable and kind of like an action movie universe so i could maybe see somebody like triggering the volcano and that's why they don't have any sort of contingency plans for it because i feel like if you're putting a bunch of vicious dinosaurs on on an island with a volcano you have contingency Plans, bet, so that would make sense why they wouldn't. I bet it's an insurance scam. <laughs> One Someone has scam. bought insurance on this park and dinosaurs, and when it <laughs> blows up, they get they get the they have they yeah. have volcano insurance. I like to imagine at the beginning of the movie, there's just some uh, man with the hat tilted down low, so you can't see his face, just walking into his local like State Farm office, opening like an insurance policy on a multi-billion-dollar park, yeah. and the guy's just like, "Okay, yeah, we can get this started now." One of my we're gonna, favorite, we're gonna do your first down payment. One of my favorite Family Guys is when the guy comes to Peter's or selling volcano insurance. <laughs> oh yeah, and he's like, "Don't you think we're overdue for one?" <laughs> so uh, yeah, that's. I don't know. I'm gonna I'm gonna be asking that question yeah. when this movie comes. Yeah, out. there you go. Yeah, like the blood sucking like lawyer is the one who who set up the it, volcano insurance. Yeah, but you know I don't have like I don't have a really strong opinions on the Jurassic World franchise, but it's just kind of a poor trailer. I mean, there's some cool stuff happening in it, but it just kind of seems like eh, all right. We've seen it. I'm, I'm yeah. I'm gonna need to see the next trailer, please. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Let's 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 talk a little bit closer then. I might. This might be a movie I don't see in theaters the first weekend. Like, <laughs> I might, I might have to step back. Mm, wow. Okay. All right. Okay. All right. All right. Let's shift gears. We're we're so positive right now. Let's talk about some negative things going on. <laughs> uh, DC, uh, Warner Brothers. Th- there's some stuff going on. John Berg, who's in charge of the the Warner Brothers DC movies. Is mm-hmm. apparently stepping down from being in charge of the DC Extended Universe. Oh, surprise, surprise. I wonder why that happened. Because of how <laughs> bad Justice League is doing. It's not doing horrible, mm-hmm. but like expectations for your big team-up movie are $1 billion. And I think Thor is actually doing better than it tracking-wise. So, <laughs> yeah. um, Jeff Johns is probably going to be stepping away as well to just focus on the DC Entertainment's creative side. Which is mm-hmm. sad because I think he has the best vision of everybody there because mm-hmm. he knows the characters. 
and a new person will be appointed to lead these films probably in January. Mm, we'll have to see who that's going to be. No clue. I have no idea who they pick at this point. <laughs> uh, but also, the future of Zack Snyder directing films is in doubt um, because of everything just kind of going on. Like, there's a lot of backlash, mm-hmm. a lot of waves. Uh, he will stay on as executive producer for Wonder Woman 2 and Aquaman, but as far as that goes, I think that'll be the last DC bit Zack Snyder is, is related to. Yeah, I have a feeling he's probably going through lots of crazy things in his life right now, personally and professionally. Zack Snyder seems like a type of guy who should take the move of take a step back, maybe go, maybe approach uh, like an independent, uh, smaller production house, and uh, just take the reins back in and just kind of make a small movie that really means something to him. You know, don't tackle some sort of giant franchise or something with just like insane visuals. Like, kind of like go back to the roots of filmmaking and. I would like to see what Zack Snyder could do there. And I think he'd enjoy himself there too. And I mean, he's still Zack Snyder, even though he's kind of made some mediocre, big box office movies. I'm sure any studio would just green light anything he would want to do that has a reasonable budget. Like he still can like write any, any check that he wants. So I'd like to see what Zack Snyder can do moving forward. Um, Cause I liked Watchmen. I liked 300. Uh, he, he can, he can do cool things sometimes. Well, I think, I think, you know, don't give him a big budget, make him work in a box, make him work out a lot of his frustrations and personal problems in a film. Like maybe, maybe, maybe therapeutic for him to find something like, Hey, here's a grounded film. That's not superheroes or comic book based. It's not visual heavy. Just tell a story. And yeah, maybe something more personal to himself. Yeah, and then maybe that that maybe that's what he needs to do. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, the I can't resurgence of Snyder, twenty twenty. Let's bring him back. Yeah, let's bring him back. Let's uh, let's let's get him. Let's get him a reboot. Let's push a reboot button on him. And, yeah, and maybe maybe we can recast Zack Snyder as somebody else. Oh wait, that's not Zack Snyder. <laughs> Batman. Ben Affleck might be out again. He's out again. Oh my gosh, what is going on? Oh Batman? my gosh, the right now the reports are very heavily that Ben Affleck will play Batman one more time in Flashpoint, and then he's done. <laughs> he's out this time, guys. Maybe next like week how, he's back, but now he's out. I like how that's the that's the compromise Ben Affleck has. Like I've, I have a feeling he's sitting at a table across from a bunch of executives who are basically doing everything they can, begging him to stay within their franchise. And he's just like, "All right, this is the best I can do. I'll show up in your Flash movie, then I'm done." <laughs> yeah, you, use this Flash movie to recast me. That's all I want. I also like to imagine that Mike's imagination is just a bunch of boardrooms of meetings going on. Like it's just one big building, and Mike can go to any room, and it's a meeting going on. That's right. I just want to be a fly on the wall, man. But the director of uh, the Batman movie, I forget who it is already, uh, apparently wants to recast Batman with fresh talent. Maybe not young isn't talent, it, but fresh talent. Isn't it Matt Reeves? Matt Reeves. There is we go. Yeah. Jake Gyllenhaal is at the forefront. Apparently, John Hamm is like <laughs> running a campaign to be Batman. Yeah, I heard that. <laughs> so, uh, that's, uh, that's yeah, Ben Affleck is out as of this week. One more and he's done. So, we'll see what next week holds for us. Uh, 2018, the resurgence of Batman or, or Ben <laughs> yeah, Affleck. It's, it's really hard to speculate about Batman when you don't even know where the DCEU is going to begin with. Like, I think they should do Batman year one. Let's just go back to the beginning of Batman, kind of how Nolan did it. Recast someone a little bit younger and just uh, tell the origin of Batman, I guess, all over again. I don't like hearing about Batman, how he faced an army of, like, the Penguins' Penguins. Like, Uh I want to see the Penguins' Penguins in this universe. That'd be cool. Mm -hmm. So, uh, yeah, show us some of the stuff he did. Don't just tell us. That's boring. I'm not (laughs) down with it. tell you what I am down with, though. Aquaman looking ripped. 
Oh, man, this is a handsome dude. Like, you're going to have to get a mop and bucket for all the ladies looking at this photo right now. <laughs> yeah. And uh, we're not even just saying that to be funny. No. It is, it's just true. When I was in the Justice League screening, when he takes his shirt off, you audibly hear the women in the theater. When Jason Momoa is shirtless, everybody, the earth stands still. He is a one handsome man. I know these aren't his real tattoos, but they make him look real. Like I could imagine, <laughs> I, I'm like, does he really have these like, these tattoos on? Like, is this is mm-hmm. this him? Uh, no. Also, that is not a Green Lantern ring on his fingers. Those are just, I guess, Atlantean jewelry he's wearing. <laughs> he's wearing chunky jewelry. But it also looks like he has single handedly taken out some guy behind him there in like a military. <laughs> I think this is in a submarine, but maybe not. I don't know. Yeah, just it looked kind of like submarine or like aircraft carrier. Definitely confined hallway. Yeah, very dark, very much Aquaman coming to get you, bro. Like you, you're done for. When you see that, like you, you're gonna swoon or you're, he's gonna knock you out. One of the two. Damn! Look at those pecs. He could just like he could just crush a concrete brick on there. Yeah, he he, he swims laps. He's a swimmer. That's how he gets that look. <laughs> yeah, that's, you want to look like that? Just go swimming. So, uh, yeah, Aquaman. There you go, ladies and gentlemen, and enjoy. Because you you will. <laughs> Shazam movies casting more people right along. Um, the actor Dylan Grazer from the It movie uh, is apparently Freddie Freeman in the comic books. Freddie Freeman is known as the new Shazam. He was like given the powers of like a magi- by a magician as well to kind of be. Sh- I don't know who he is. I looked it up. That was the big news at the start of the week. <laughs> so there's another kid who's in the the It movie who will be in in Shazam. So. Yeah, something tells me we're not going to be getting, like, double Shazams in the first Shazam movie. Yeah. This seems just kind of like a wink and a nod, more of casting. Yeah, and I, I think he's, like, the the friend of Billy Batson as well, because they're the same age. Like, Yeah, he, he needs a buddy to relate to. He needs his own little uh, man in the chair. Yeah, he needs a man in the chair. We gotta need a man on the street. That's what we need. We need oh, wait, I think that's, that's Quentin, isn't it? Quentin's our man <laughs> in the street. Man in the street, man in the line. That's right. Another thing that we're going to talk about here that you're going to be disappointed in is the Krypton teaser trailer. Oh, gosh. Yeah, don't even waste your time, people. Don't click on this. There's nothing going on in this trailer. Uh, there's just It's just kind of like, uh, I don't even remember. It's just all vaporware. The, I watched it, and then I forgot the it. The <laughs> actors look so generic and bland. It, it's mm-hmm. very forgettable. It's, I think it's due to the actors just looking so generic. Uh, I, I wish they looked a little more unique, I guess. Yeah. If I was uh, if I was tasked with uh, putting a quote a byline on the front of the poster for Krypton, it would be uh, the show nobody asked for. Yeah, quote superhero sleep. Yeah, uh-huh. because the DC movies aren't bad enough. <laughs> Krypton, so they had that going for them. That's cool. A surprising announcement as well: Detective Pikachu <laughs> has cast Ryan Reynolds seriously to voice Pikachu. Oh my gosh. I don't even know what's going on here. Uh, Pikachu, if anybody knows, doesn't speak English. No Pokemon really does, except for I think Meowth and Slowpoke. I think, and maybe I think maybe Slow they've King. elaborated on some. Yeah, I think maybe they've elaborated on some more le- legendary Pokemon that might speak uh, English, uh, or I guess Japanese, whatever a country you're Psy- watching. It anyone in. with psychic abilities, really? I mean, yeah, it seems like this Detective Pikachu movie is just going to be very out there, very funny, possibly very self-referential. I don't think they're trying to create some sort of really rigid uh, mythos of of Pokemon on the live screen. So this seems like it's going to be very strange. I do not know what to expect. I, I kind of want to see like a demo reel. Like, show us what you're pitching, people. Like, 
sell us because if we say Ryan Reynolds is voicing Pikachu and Detective Pikachu, I'm like, what? What are you talking about? Are you drunk? That doesn't sound like anything that's happening right now. So give us a demo reel. Give us something to show us what you're doing. <laughs> we, we might have know. to. Re- in a couple of years, we might have to retitle this podcast uh, the video game slate because Detective Pikachu movie, uh, we're getting the Mario Brothers movie. I wouldn't be surprised if we get a Zelda movie sooner or later on the on the ends of those. Nintendo is really like just opening up and letting it out. Yeah, well, I mean, can't hold anything back. <laughs> got nothing on that one. All right. I think we got two more trailers to talk we about do. here. We do. It's been a long, we got a lot of notes today, but two trailers here. Very similar vein. You shared one with me. I shared one with you. First up is Battle Angel Alita. Um, it's, I believe this was an anime, you said? Yeah, well, I know it as an anime, but just like everything out there uh, in the Japanese culture, it starts out as a manga first, and then it got turned into uh, an anime. I don't know if it became a series, but I just vaguely remember watching the animated movie for this way back in the day when I was dabbling in anime, back when Tumanami was a big deal. I didn't really know what I was watching. I probably just picked it up off a shelf at Best Buy and just watched it. (laughs) But uh, it's crazy. The trailer, this is the whole thing that we're talking about. Um, uh, is the visuals of the character are all CG rendered. So you have live action uh, actors and then you have like a CG lead, uh, Alita, the battle angel. And they took this creative decision to give her bigger eyes. So I don't know if this is supposed to be paying homage to anime characters having very large eyes or if they just wanted the character to stand out a little bit more because technically she's a a robot and not a real person. And theoretically, if you were building a robot, they could look however you wanted them to look. But the whole reason anybody's even talking about this trailer is because of that creative decision, whether it's a good decision or a bad decision. Because I think, unfortunately... If this character just looked like a normal person, this would be almost a very forgettable trailer in the sense of just like, oh, it's just more, it's a science fiction robot movie. You know, the only reason I think people are also talking about it is because Cameron and Robert Rodriguez are involved, which make it more interesting. But this feels like it could be another ghost in the shell if it doesn't go right. Yeah. So, I mean, kind of looking at it here, I don't, I haven't heard any of the anime uh, I, I guess it's not. It's just a. It's just a, a manga, and it had like a, a short movie. I guess in 1993. Uh-huh. Um, I haven't heard as much. You know, like, hey, you didn't cast this properly. Feedback in uh-huh. this because that character is like fully CGI, I believe. Like maybe based on a human, but that the eyes definitely are weird, and her arms and stuff like that. I don't know. Um, it's interesting. It's weird to see Ed Skrine as a robot. After seeing Deadpool, <laughs> I said he looked like Jack from Tekken. Uh-huh. Uh, and but I mean, I, I don't know. It's interesting. I, I, yeah, I feel it leans into that. Oh, this robot someone reprogrammed wants to be good, but has to fight all the bad robots trope. But yeah, the the plot does seem very uh, rudimentary when it comes to what do you do with a, a robot in a movie. Well, you, you can do one of these three things, and this is what we're gonna do. Yeah, exactly. So uh, I don't know. I don't. It's just. I'm very undecided on this movie. It looks interesting. Yeah, well, I think it's safe to say we're fans of James Cameron, and at least I know I'm a fan of Robert Rodriguez, so if you're putting them together, I at least got to give the movie a shot. I haven't liked a Cameron movie in like 25 years. (laughs) And his Avatar future isn't isn't holding me any hopes, but... Well, it's definitely going to be full of action, so let's... We'll we'll follow it. We'll follow it. How about Uh that? We'll, We'll keep you posted. I was more intrigued in this new Ready Player One trailer... 
that just dropped right before we started recording. <laughs> because if you want an 80s reference or a 90s reference, this movie has every one of them. Like it looked oh, yeah. like intellectual property the movie you're getting everything you could ever want we saw gundams Uh, Gundams, i think think that's new uh iron giant was in the previous trailer i think he gets a little bit more uh room to kind of uh, strut his stuff in this trailer but yeah i saw gundams that made me happy the back to the future car uh the akira bike from the anime uh, there's a couple other things here. I was trying to. Oh, a uh, tracer from the game Overwatch, which is. Oh green. yeah, I saw that. She stood out. So it makes me wonder if uh, maybe uh, characters are getting added to this movie after the fact. Like maybe the first trailer dropped and everyone's like, "We got to get our video game characters in this movie now. Call them up right away. Get Steven Spielberg on the horn. I want Tracer in this movie. Like, all right, we'll send you over the 3D model and you can just plug her in. Yeah, and it's one of those things where it's like half real life, half CG, but it also looks like the real world." is trying to attack this guy. So, uh, which I didn't, I thought it was all going to be in game kind of thing. Uh-huh. If I was to say, it looks like Neil Blomkamp's the matrix. If I was to describe <laughs> it, because that's a good way to put it, man. Yeah. It's like everyone's living on top of each other in poverty in the future, but you get to go into this world where you can defy all rules or this guy is defying all rules. So, yeah, this looks like a, a movie that actually might be kind of fun to see in 3D. Yeah. Uh, usually those movies don't come along very often for me, but this might be fun to see in 3D. Yeah. Uh, there's a lot of characters, a lot of references. I, I, I look forward to this big battle, it looks like, where all these things and properties we know growing up are fighting each other on this big yeah, computer at, field. at this very moment, I'm sure there's over a dozen videos being produced for YouTube that all of the Easter eggs you missed in the Ready Player One uh, second trailer because yeah. there's like thousands of them yeah exactly do you do you like chucky because he was there chucky was there <laughs> I saw him. Uh, yeah i don't know i'm, I'm more excited for this one than, than battle angel alita but it, alita could change my mind later on or it could go worse i don't know <laughs> this was also steven spielberg who i i think has a, a more solid track record for for movies yeah you can't turn down the berg <sighs> can't really do it man all right that's our notes dude i think we got through it that yeah, long. that was a that was a week that was. Uh, this is what happens when like four or five trailers like drop all in the same. Yeah, week they were like, "Hey, we like, can't really compete with Avengers: Infinity War, so we're just gonna hold all our news for a week." Yeah, this is where the podcast turns from more of entertainment into like a service, which is what we kind of envisioned the podcast being for a while. Was there's so much news out there? If you even attempt to go out there to try to catch up, it's going to be a hassle. Yeah. So that's why you subscribe to our and, podcast so you don't miss a beat. And you got to get it out before Star Wars news hits because those Star Wars reviews are going to bombard everybody. So yeah, that's right. So there it is. I think I think next week will be a little little nicer. We'll have our regular news show and our Star Wars review episode and hopefully mike will come in with his battle cry ready, ready to take on the world <laughs> oh, i'm i'm getting prepared so uh yeah make That's sure why i lost his voice because he's been practicing <laughs> yeah i've been practicing yeah I, I don't i don't i don't i'm unemployed i didn't go to any office christmas party no no, no. okay sorry continue <laughs> but uh yeah chris if people if people want to follow you man where can they where can oh, they find you oh, no, if they want to keep up with you it's on me now uh, i'm not used to going first uh, if they want to find <laughs> me you can follow me on twitter Valdan, V-A-L-D-A-N. You can head over to Comic UI. I did a big Comic UI video this week, and I didn't even get to talk about it until just now. Uh, counting down how to watch the Marvel movies before Age, uh, not Age of Ultron, um, Infinity War. Uh, because a lot of people, I saw a lot of really bad posts saying like, oh, if you start January, the first week of January, you'll be caught up. You can't. There are too many movies <laughs> and not enough weeks. And, and so I, I did a little clip show showing all these movies in a row. When to start, December 29th. 
We're going to be watching them every weekend with Comic UI, so you can live tweet with us if you want to. You'll be caught up just in time for Infinity War. Really excited for that. You're, you're a public service, my friend. Uh, someone's, if, if someone's wrong on the internet, I'm going to stay up all night proving them, proving <laughs> them wrong. Uh, you can head over to YouTube, search the DNN, and find the videos I do there on the DNN. Breaking the Seal, Table of Fun, Tuesday Shipments with Mitch, and uh, I probably forgot something, but that, yeah, that's it. Mike, where can people find you at? Well, they can find me at Mike Royer Design on Twitter and Instagram, and you can read my webcomic at pickledcomics.com. Awesome. That's great. And if people are listening to the show for the first time, Mike, where can they find more of us at? Well, as always, please visit SuperheroSlate.com. That is the best place to find all the avenues we host the show and to get our awesome show notes. So we talked about a lot of trailers today. If you don't want to worry about trying to dig those up and go out on the internet and find those, you can get those right in our show notes there. And you can also find us on iTunes, YouTube, Google Play Music, SoundCloud, Stitcher. You can get us right in your email inbox every week. Uh, and you can like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter and Instagram. You can get some merch for Superhero Slate at SuperheroSlate.com slash store. There's like mugs and cups and shirts and hoodies and tote bags and stickers anything that uh, uh that your heart desires you can get the superhero slate uh a logo on that and uh if you're a fan of the show please consider leaving us a review uh really appreciate that that's the best gift you could ever give us for the holidays is a is a review and really love that if you want to be a super fan of the show, like uh, you're talking about at the top of the show, really easy. All you got to do is share the show with a friend, share the show with a buddy, and we will be here every week. And that's going to be twice next week talking about uh, The Last Jedi and our normal news episode. So make sure you're subscribed and you don't miss that because that Star Wars review might be coming a little earlier than usual. What? So stay tuned. Yeah. What? Are you doing this without me? No, I'm kidding. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, so that's it. Star Wars Email us your reviews if you watch it Thursday, however you want to. Well, I want to I want to know what you guys think, and uh, thanks for listening. Yeah. All right. Well, there you go. There's a the the, the XL episode of Superhero Slate episode 150 out the door. That's right. It is the last episode of the day, Mike. We can't hold anything back now. Let's get <laughs> oh, out God, of here. Okay. All right. I'm 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 stopping this after that. <laughs> Bye, everybody. <laughs> thanks for listening, and don't forget to subscribe. Blue is stronger, but red is faster. Uh, So he can switch between them depending on how he needs them. Oh my gosh, I got so much to catch up on.